What's um, up? Oh, I don't know. Not a whole hell of a lot. Um, it's uh, it's it's Saturday. It's snowing outside. I'm inside. There's a cat yeah, on my bed. We, um, pretty we idyllic. Got, yeah. Hi, Mildred. Hi, Mildred. <laughs> everyone say hi. everyone just scream at your phone or computer and say hello to my roommate's cat. <laughs> we love Mildred. her. We do love She's, her. She is wonderful. She is. Um, I was sick for two days. Yeah. How did that go? What happened? So I woke up on Tuesday and I was like, oh, I don't feel good. But I think I just ate too much last night because I got really high. And when I get really high, I overeat sometimes. Sure. Um, like I basically had like two full course meals. Sure, sure. Um, But I woke up and I was, I went to my, I had a speech pathology appointment that morning. And I was like, well, got to get going. Uh, I got there, and my speech pathologist, who is not a general physician by any sense of the word, uh, but she took one look at me and was like, you look like dog shit. You should go home. I'll see you next week, and go. do not go to work today. <laughs> and so I'm driving home, and I pull up to an intersection. I'm at the stoplight for, like, two minutes, and like I'm like, uh-oh, tummy troubles. So I open, I undo my seatbelt, I open my car door, and I just hork into the, freshly, into the fresh powder oh just God. outside my car door. Oh my god! And then I like I pull back into my car and I'm like, wait, no round two, and then it happens again. Oh no! And then the light turns green, so I'm like, okay, uh, in ca- car door shut, seatbelt on, let's go. And then I'm pulling onto the highway, and my buddy's like, okay, round three, you ready to open the door? And I'm like, no, I'm going forty miles an hour. Oh no! I just dry cleaned that coat. Oh god. Well, how are you feeling now? Better? I was assuming. Yeah, it it took two it took a pretty much a day and a half to run its course entirely. Sure. Just like a 24-hour stomach bug basically. Yeah, I guess so. Well. Um, but I'm feeling better now. Yeah, you're healed. I went out to dinner at a at a good but expensive vegan place. Uh well, not it was not exclusively vegan, but it was like it was like very much like a, a highlight of the restaurant that it had a lot of vegan options. Sure, sure. It was uh, there. They had these uh, these uh, wings made out of cauliflower uh, and covered with buffalo sauce. They had like a vegan blue cheese. How was it? It was decadent. Yeah, yeah. Um, me and my roommate are like gently drifting towards the direction of like veg-ish because she hates meat. She just doesn't like the taste of meat or the texture or anything about it. And I'm lactose intolerant. So with our powers combined, uh, we complete most of a vegan uh <laughs> yeah like i i've noticed myself that i'm like like i i i chicken is just kind of like a, a diet staple for me but not but just really out of convenience more than anything i think that like once i realize hey you can just make everything that you like with tofu instead i'll be like oh real shit yeah yeah we have a we we went to grocery shopping recently and we saw some tofu and we were like should we do this? And it was like, okay. So we have just tofu sitting in the fridge. I think we're probably going to end up cooking it tonight. Doing yeah, something. I'm not I, sure I, why. I cook with to- <laughs> Even as a meat, I, I, I cook with tofu a frequent amount. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I cook, at least. I haven't actually, like, cooked in the last a little while. Because mm-hmm. depression and also it's become harder to stand on my foot lately for extended oh, no. periods of time. Oh, yeah, no. and my do- I went to my foot doctor about it and he was like, you look like you're healing fine and also you're fat. Well, <laughs> um, and I was like, motherfucker, I mean, yeah, I'm pudgy. I, I am fat. I won't deny that. But also, sure. like, I'm very tall. Yeah, yeah. 
That's super goofy. Because my, my I am I am like te- I am like eight to ten. I don't know what the average male height is. The average like cis male height is, but like sure. I am an average of eight to ten uh, inches taller than the average designated male at birth person. Yeah, you're a big girl. I'm big girl, <laughs> and I want a big cereal. <laughs> You deserve a big cereal. I deserve a big cereal. <laughs> I, I um I got the, I got some of that classic big cereal at the store the other day. Oh yeah. The uh the frosted mini wheats. Oh sure. <laughs> the cereal that's like uh, you can carry two in a spoonful. Oh sure sure. <laughs> um, how, that's my how shit. It? It, that's my shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I've never been much of a cereal haver. Um. But. Accused of accused of havo cereal. <laughs> accused Sarah of havo cereal. Yes. Um. <laughs> oh, she's purring so loudly behind me right now. Very distracting because I love Mildred. her so much. I've Get got your that. Yolk. <laughs> Get it like antlers hospice. Right. Um. But it's but she. I ate, so I, I made myself a breakfast sandwich this morning with an egg, um, and I was eating it, and she was like, hey, let me have some of that. Hey. Hey, sexy egg. <laughs> and I was like, no, and but then egg yolk dripped on her head, and she was like, well, <laughs> I'm not dealing with this ever. Um, so she's just covered in egg yolk right now, and I think I'm going to take care of it later, but right now she just needs to live in the fact that she smells a little eggy. Um, because she's very stupid, but she pooped on my floor recently, so I think I have toxoplasmosis now, uh, which is fine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, her cat poop make me crazy. I <laughs> uh, love those, love those cat brain parasites. Cat poop make you lose control. Cat poop make you lose control. <laughs> this has maybe been our least organized intro ever i think fuck it no rules just right the show is the show is going off the grid in like two weeks so true um like like blair i i don't know if you happen to listen to the episode of city girls make do that i was on no uh, i didn't last week uh you should i recommend it it's a very fun episode i will but um, in it i realized that um the reason that i always go so off the rails when i'm on that podcast is because you are like you are a very strong anchor point, keeping me from going to all the batshit awful places I take this podcast. I would otherwise take this podcast to, and I just have the reins now. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are gonna be unstoppable! You can't fucking stop. I'm I'm making terrible podcasts, and you can't fucking stop me. Oh God. Um, you have to bring me now. I have to just be a producer on this podcast, so I so can. So you can just say you. no. Yeah, so I can control you. It's the only way she can be stopped. Um, is my power. Uh, we're gonna have an anime style battle at the end of this podcast. Um, because I'm I the only one who can stop you. I can't wait. <laughs> um, shit, podcast. Podcast. <laughs> That's my impression of the theme song. Nice.
Welcome to Fear Baiting, everyone. It's your number one. What if can? What if aliens had cancer? Podcast. Accurate enough. I'll, I'll allow it. Your number one alien cancer podcast. But is it aliens? Is it aliens? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I. I mean, I. I did sit when I when I used alien. I did mean it in like the extraterrestrial, but like. When you think about an alien, like otherworldly cancer, sure, sure. If you think about, if you think about alien in that definition, so like it works, but not the way that I meant it. Right, right. We'll just pretend you meant it that way. Yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> Sarah, no words. Yes. Sarah, no words. Um, can Sarah, Sarah no read? words, and you can't fucking stop her. <laughs> I don't know if Sarah can read. Can Sarah read? Who? <laughs> you. <laughs> Whomstadum? Oh no! It's because I'm on my second cup of very strong coffee. This is why oh, I'm no. like this. Um, I'm gonna take another big slurp. Get ready for this. Fuck! I want some. I really want some coffee right now. Um, you should come over. I have a pot. We um we have uh we have a Keurig at work. Yeah. And it's like. It's fine. Like, that's kind of my review of Keurig's. But also, like, I kind of miss, like, the shitty just, like, pot of coffee that I would have when I was working on a construction site. Oh, for sure. Oh, there's nothing like that. Yeah, when I was working at the warehouse, there was always Folgers. Um, and there's something nice about having Folgers and just putting, like, sugar in it. And it's just yep. like, yep, this is just shit coffee that I'm drinking. But I have to drink it because it's very cold out. <laughs> yep, that's my go juice. <laughs> Um, you ever don't don't talk to me until I've had my morning coffee. Am I right? Oh, literally, that is actually literally me now. Like I, I um, you have I, animorphed into one. Of, you have animorphed into one of those fucking people, and that's why I'm kicking you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have to. I budgeted my time badly this Thursday, I think, um, uh-huh. so I didn't have time to make myself coffee. Um, and I felt it, you know, I, I felt it to the point where I like drove to the local coffee shop during my break and like bought myself a coffee. <laughs> I am, um, I work like literally right next door to a really good coffee place. Sure. But the problem is that they open at the exact same time that my shift starts. Oh, sure. Like they, they, I start at eight and they open at eight. Like, okay. Ava, what coffee place opens at eight? Um, this one, I guess. A small, small, well, I feel like actually that's pretty standard for a lot of coffee places. Really? I feel like, I feel like if I was a coffee person, like, I'd just be able to make much more of my revenue by, like, being open a little bit earlier. I think people who are, like, going to work that early tend to go to a gas station for their coffee. I guess. Or, like, a, a Tim, or, like, a Tim's Horton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, God, God rest their soul, Tim's Horton. Is Tim's Horton dead? No, Tim Horton is just like, I don't like that coffee. It's bad coffee. Oh, I've never literally, had it. Literally, the only reason to go to Tim Hortons, in my opinion, is if you live in Canada because they sell uh, 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 potato wedges there oh, nice. for like $1.50. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, right as I, as I was moving out of St. Cloud, uh, Tim Hortons opened up, and I uh-huh. was like, not worth staying. And I was okay with leaving. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've never been to a Tim Hortons now. And now I never will. <laughs> Banned from Tim Hortons forever. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Oscars, though? 
Yeah, uh, so the Oscars nominations came out, and so there is some fuck shit going on in these categories. So first of all, um, how do you feel about how do you feel about Crash the Fifteenth version of it? Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So Green Book is up for what Best Picture? Yep, and a handful of other things. I think. I think. Um, what's the guy's name? Ali, the actor, is also up for uh, either Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor. I think he's up for Best Supporting Actor, which is fucking crazy. Um, because they were co-stars, uh, they were co-stars, but he's a best supporting actor. Um, whatever. I mean, it's who always the, like who that. Was the other guy, who was the other guy in that movie? Uh, it starts with a V. It's Viggo like, Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that actually it? Let's uh, double check. It is Viggo Mortensen. Hey, how about me? <laughs> you I, totally I did, guessed and you got it. <laughs> complete guess. It's the only actor, the only actor whose name I know that starts with V that isn't Vin Diesel. Yeah, and pretty uh, the, sure the, not Vin Diesel. <laughs> the other guy's name is uh, Mahershala Ali. Okay, okay. So, so uh, Vigo got Best Actor nomination and Ali got Best Supporting Actor. Whack on its own. The movie is whack. It's not good. <laughs> Like, it's it's just another, like, feel-good race movie, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you should watch, I mean, I'm sure you have, but this is a this is to the royal you of the audience. Sure. Um, watch Lindsay Ellis's video essay about the movie of Bright. Yeah. And then Bo Rap is up for Best Picture for some reason. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, to be clear. Yes, for the for the. Sorry, you, you, call, you, call, you called it Bo Rap, and I was like... What the fuck is that? You know, like that's what the kids on the street are calling it, a bow rap. Oh yeah. They're talk they're talking about all their cool Fortnite dances and then they talk about bow rap. Um like I joke, but also that's what film Twitter calls it. Uh is Really? Yep, mm-hmm. Uh what is film Twitter doing? Film Twitter is doing Besides nothing. their fucking worst. Yeah, literally it's insufferable. Film Twitter is uh so <laughs> So yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is up for Best Picture for some reason. I saw it in the theaters. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, I saw it for free because my friend works at a theater, so I did not give money to the particular theater um, or the particular movie uh, for ethical purposes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, because I'm sure anyone listening to this is well aware, but uh, Brian Singer has a very, very, very storied history of just like like touching children yeah i actually didn't know that until after the movie and then i was like oh well yeah okay um i know it director like the hands were changed but the the director's guild decides decided to go with brian singer to be on the actual credits so he's the one who's going to be like if this wins anything he's the one who's going to be getting the award um even yeah though he he's also barely... he's also still on board to direct red sonia uh, apparently Mm-hmm. Which is his his next his next feature film, which I actually don't even know what I think that's a comic books. I have no idea. Um, yeah, Red Red, Son- Red Sonia is a comic book. It's a con- I think it's a co- related to yeah uh, contemporary of Conan the Barbarian. But um, anyways, uh, Brian Sing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody got revoked uh, its gla- uh, Glad nomination. Oh sure. The in the in the light of the uh, I think it was the Atlantic's piece about uh, the more allegations about Brian Singer's uh, storied past of like fucking children. Yeah, his like horrible shit that he does. Um, yeah, absolute criminal. Yeah, all of that. Absolute aside, criminal who belongs in fucking prison. Yeah, all of that aside, um, the director could have been like, like a saint. 
you know, like a and this movie from still God. would not have deserved a best picture nomination. It's not. It's like a fine movie. It's a fine biopic. Um, yeah, yeah. You were saying to me when we were watching the movie, you were just like, hey, you were just like the movie was just like, hey, do you want like, a, do you want a Wikipedia summary of 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 Freddie of Freddie Mercury's life and also hear some Queen music? Because here you go. It's literally that. It's not like the filmmaking isn't super impressive. Rami Malek does a fine job. Like he's t- obviously a talent talented actor, and uh, he's yeah he's a talented actor. He does a fine job. The performances are all fine. Um, but it's if you've ever seen any movie about a band um it's literally the same arc every time and this movie is no different um it's just not anything special uh i have no idea why it's up for anything it, i think it's because it made like crazy amounts of money which is such a garbage reason to nominate it i mean we know that the oscars are bullshit but i feel like this has been uh a particularly bullshit nomination year um, yeah, because there, are, in addition to like those showing up there, we also had some ridiculous snubs. Yeah. Um. Well, before I before I get, I um, there is one nomination that I was very happy to see. Um, I personally haven't seen it yet, but um, uh, Melissa McCarthy for Best Actress in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, oh yeah. Like I said, I I haven't seen it, but I really like Melissa McCarthy as an actress, and I'm really glad she is not getting pigeonholed into the like the comedy roles that I feel like every fat woman in Hollywood has been. Yeah. Like, like, I, I don't know. I just kind of worried. Like, I like, I don't get me wrong. This is going to sound like I'm condemning rebel Wilson, but I, I'm not, I like rebel Wilson, but like, I was worried about her just becoming like a, sl- a cup, like a decade older rebel Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, I really appreciate that she is like being recognized for her work outside of comedy roles. She's very funny. Don't get me wrong, but like she has some good, she has some really good acting chops too. Yeah, for sure. I think it's so funny that it's always, like, a big stink when, uh, uh, like, dramatic, like, comedic actors do, like, drama. Because, like, there's still a lot of acting that has to be done in comedy. Um, but, oh, yeah, no, abso- no absolutely. No, and I'm not, I'm not, like, saying anything negative about what you're saying because I completely right. agree. Um, yeah. I just think, but it's always like everyone's writing think pieces about it, and I'm like, it's just acting. <laughs> the thing, the thing is that like it goes the other way too, right? Like, like if Chris Hemsworth had, if Chris Hemsworth had not been hilarious in the 2016 Ghostbusters, Thor Ragnarok would not have been what it was. I don't know like, if it goes the opposite way because I feel like there's comedy in drama, but there's rarely drama in comedy. If you know what I mean. Um, I, I, I feel like. I feel like there's a difference, though, between, like, the comedy that you experience in drama, like, kind of the wry and dry and the, the kind of, like, the witticisms of, of drama humor versus, like, just the actual, like, jokey jokes of just, like, actual comedy movie. Um, it's definitely not, like, as dramatic, but it is, like, still something to be recognized. And, like, but the thing is also that, like, everyone points to uh, that movie as when people realize Chris Hemsworth was funny when they absolutely slept on him in Cabin in the Woods, but I digress. yeah. Um, he was good. He was good as fuck in that movie. He sure was. That was a good movie. Um, but anyway, snubs. Um, so a couple of notable snubs. Um, these are these two are snubs that I saw people complaining about that I didn't get a chance to see myself, but I heard a lot of good things about. Um, eighth Grade and uh, Crazy Rich Asians both completely slept on. Yep. At the at, in in every category. Um, yeah. And I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about them. And the reason that I haven't seen them is just because I haven't made time to watch a lot of non-horror movies from last year that I didn't see in theaters. It's so um, hard to do things. It really is. <laughs> um, but as far as this, as far as this, this podcast relevancy goes, um, Hereditary 
Nothing for Tony Collette. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting a Best Picture nomination for it, and I don't no, even know if it would necessarily has, the, deserve one. Um, the, thing, the thing is that I'm pretty sure that you can have up to 10 pi- pictures nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, which is the thing they introduced after the year that Dark Knight came out and didn't get nominated because it was everyone's, like, sixth pick. Yeah. Which is really funny that that's the movie that spawned the want for a, for more movies in this category, but I digress. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was bummed to see No Hereditary there. Uh, Tony Collette deserved Best Actress, though, nomination. For sure, absolutely. Um, also an argument to be made for Alex Wolf to at least get a nomination for Best Act, best Supporting Actor, but, you know, yeah, I can see yeah. going either way on that one. But Tony, just snubbing Tony Collette there is a fucking crime. Like, that speech she gives at the dinner table in Hereditary is, like, that is one of the best, like, that is some of the best acting I have seen in the last year. It like, is if so not crazy. Longer. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's. It's so insane. She's just so fraught and distressed and just fucking so goddamn sad. Lars von Trier, like, she is, she, like, I think she is, like, what Lars von Trier thought he was doing with Kirsten Dunst in Melancholia. For sure. Like, and don't get me wrong, I like Kirsten Dunst's performance in Melancholia. Um, I think it's the best part of that movie. But also, like, Tony Collette is just doing everything that uh, Lars von Trier wanted to do with Kirsten Dunst. Yep, absolutely. Um, um, also, uh, relevant to this podcast, I guess, uh, Spider-Verse uh, at least got a nomination for Best Animated Picture, but uh, snubbed in Best Picture. Best Picture. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, you... glad to, I'm glad to see Black Panther there, but again, there I think there are two slots still on the table for the nomination. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there were only eight pictures nominated for Best Picture. Um, but possibly the most egregious overlooking, the most egregious snub, in my opinion, yeah. possibly, is that Annihilation didn't get anything for sound design. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Did it get anything? It didn't get nominated. No nominations. No nom... In... Sane. I don't Insane. think so, at least. Uh, Oscars. I'm going to double check that. Um, bonkers. Absolutely nuts. Uh, but it had a very limited release. But also, it was like such an incredible movie. Um, and if you, you're looking at the episode titles, you, you know why we're talking. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, so, so so here's 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 what uh, beat it for best original. Here's what it was passed over for: um, Black Klansman, which I have to concede that I haven't seen. Um, uh, if Beale Street could talk, which I've not heard of. Uh, um, I Isle... heard good things about both of those. So okay, um, Isle of Dogs, the Wes Anderson movie. Not Wes Anderson. Um, yes, Wes Anderson. Wes, well, okay, yes, Wes Anderson. Okay, good. Um, I, I was one of those movies that I really meant to see, and then the, it came and went in theaters, and I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of get weirded out when Wes does shit about, like, in the fact that, like, he he did a weird, like, movie about Japan, not as a Japanese. It's, you know, it's just kind of yeah. a little... Like it's 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 Western a little gazy, you know. Yeah, it's not quite uh Tom uh Tom Cruise with a man bun in The Last Samurai, but like right, right. Um, Mary Poppins Returns got nominated. Yeah, for what? Best original score. It's not an original score. <laughs> and lastly, um, 
possibly the most head scratching for me, uh, Black Panther. Did I? I guess I. I don't know that the. Maybe I would have to rewatch it, but the soundtrack. Like, did don't, not and stick don't get out me wrong, me. I liked Black Panther. Black Panther was a good movie. The, the, the soundtrack what? is not the memorable part for me. No, it's not. <laughs> Maybe it fucks really hard, and it's just been like so long since I've seen it, which is so super possible. Um, yeah, but I don't remember it fucking. No, it obviously could. no nomination for best visual effects, uh, and uh, was oddly passed over in the category of best screaming bear. Yeah, strange. Um, <laughs> uh, Paddington Two is gonna go home with that one, I think. <laughs> That's a really good joke. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I <Sorry>. try. <laughs> finally, it's been two and a half years, and I finally made a good joke. There's finally been a joke on this podcast. So true. We're joke phobic. Oh, God, my tummy hurt from laughing at that one. Oh, no, I'm going to make you sick again. Oh, it's okay. This, this kills the Sarah. Oh, did we even introduce ourselves? I'm Blair. Uh, I'm Sarah. <laughs> do we 30 talk minutes a- in. Do we want to talk about upcoming horror movies, or do we want to dive right into the movie? I've really got nothing. I'm looking at the front page of upcoming horror movies, and there's, like, nothing really jumping out. Oh, I guess we can talk about the upcoming Ted Bundy movies. So you can get on your soapbox for a minute. Okay, so anyone who knows anything about me knows I love true crime. Yes. Uh, Ted Bundy. So there's two Netflix shit about Ted Bundy right now. Uh, or there's the there's the Zac Efron movie, and then there's a documentary, I think. Um, fuck Ted Bundy. He's so uninteresting. Um, he's so boring. He just murdered a bunch of girls. Um, ooh, the dark inner workings of the psychopath or whatever, the serial killer. Like, eat shit. Um, he, it's not even, he's he's not that attractive. He's, like, okay looking at most. Like, he, <laughs> he looks like a- Ted a, Bundy like a, or Zac Efron? <laughs> Ted Bundy. Uh, he looks like a Jim Carrey that murders. Um, <laughs> he's like- I mean- so he looks like Jim Carrey. <laughs> well, those allegations haven't been proven, Sarah. Um, I don't know. He was married to Jenny McCarthy for a while, and I'm pretty sure she's responsible for some death. Yeah, yeah. Getting political. Ooh. Vaccinate your kids, folks. Yes, do that. Um, yeah, please. For uh, everyone's sake. There was a measles outbreak in Portland this week, like this last weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck measles. <laughs> I would rather, like, I, I mean, obviously I don't like glorifying serial killers. Um, doing research on them is fine. Right. Um, but doing, like, a biopic movie about them where you have to construct a narrative surrounding it is really weird and nasty. Yeah, I kind of had, like, the same, I kind of had some similar misgivings to Vice, the the Dick Cheney movie. Yeah, it's like shit like that. It at best deserves a documentary, but if yeah. you're gonna create, but even those like necessitate a sort of narrative. Like, like, like this is not something that I want. Like a, a quirky wink and nod, like Isla Isla Fisher in the bathtub explaining economics, the Big Short style to me. That right. was not Isla Fisher, and I'm gonna look up that movie real quick to make sure that I uh, didn't fuck that up. <laughs> Um, the big short bathtub. Yeah, and it's a really, really good. Sorry, way to Margot Robbie. Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, it's a really good way to soft blow um, 
the the fucking atrocities these people have done and it's a really good way to make them seem a lot scarier than they are you know what i mean because they're not these aren't monsters they're just people they're just people who killed a lot of people um and assuming that they're like some some uh, inhuman thing as if um murder isn't like a like a cornerstone but it's socially acceptable murder is a cornerstone of like american and also like human culture um yeah that you know they just did it wrong they just did murder wrong um <laughs> it's 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 so it's it's such a humble brag uh you're 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 not better than ted bundy <laughs> um um blair quick question uh who which one which what who is the serial killer that i'm currently confusing ted bundy with in my mind I don't know who, okay, explain who you think Ted Bundy is. Um, who is the one who almost got caught, but then a cop was like, I, who, but then like, who, cause someone escaped on him, but then a cop was like, oh, I don't really care about this young gay man. And oh, you Dahmer, you're thinking about Dahmer. Dahmer, I'm thinking of Dahmer, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, anyway, those are my controversial murder takes. Uh, get into my mentions and fight with me about it. Uh, let's talk about Annihilation. <laughs> Sure. Uh, so, Annihilation, 2018's best fucked up bear movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where 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 does this where does this chart for you in terms of horror releases from last year? Because I liked this more than Halloween, but maybe more. It's it's really neck and neck with Hereditary in my brain. It's weird because I kind of think about them in like different contexts. I feel like Hereditary is like the bad is like a pure horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where this is like this has a lot going on. There's definitely horror elements to it, so I think it has like justification on this podcast. Um, but um, I I actually think I like this one more because I. I'm not willing to rewatch her. Maybe one day I'll rewatch Hereditary, but it was such an emotionally exhaustive movie for me that it's hard to think about going back to it outside of the context that I originally watched it in. Um, And I've watched this movie, I think this would be my third, maybe fourth time seeing it. Yeah. Um, Hereditary is just such an intense experience. It is. It's really, really, really That that is just a movie that will, like, bottom out your gut. Yeah, like, I had to take a nap after watching Hereditary. Yeah, like, Andrea Andrea and I left that theater, and I kind of felt like I was exhaling for the next, like, two hours. Mm -hmm. And I like a movie that does does that to me. Um, Yeah, I very much like and respect a movie that does that to me, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of return. Like, you can't. Not a lot of rewatch value. Yeah. God, Us is coming out in like a month and a half. That's gonna fuck. Remember how Tim Heidecker's in that? I do. I think about that pretty often. Yeah. Um, but so Annihilation. Um, Annihilation is an adaptation of the, uh, su- uh, uh, what is it? Southern Breach? Uh, yeah, uh, so the Southern Breach trilogy by Jeff Vandermeer. Southern Reach, not Southern Breach. So, Southern, yeah. Reach Southern Reach, trilogy. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by Jeff Vandermeer. Um, and uh, it's it's less of a true adaptation and more of just like an uh, uh, a translation of the energy and the concept, which I think is good. Um, yeah. I think it's 
I, I kind of appreciate movies that don't try to do a one-for-one one translation of its source material. Yeah, because, because like, I, 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 I learned that, like, the um the original expedition team was a nameless and b only had four characters instead of the five that are in this movie and like only two of them shared an occupation so like you're right it, it is much better that this movie is not like a direct one to one adaptation of that book because like the the idea of like non the i like for, i mean for starters like not using names i feel like works way better in lip you have to do a lot more legwork to make that work in terms of like in terms of film language uh, yeah yeah totally. like because there's no way that like you know when josie gets grabbed by the alligator like it would just if 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 natalie portman was just like screaming physicist the entire time it wouldn't really make it wouldn't really like that wouldn't right yeah that totally. wouldn't it, it just wouldn't um yeah and i i i cards on the table for both of us we've not read it um I've, it's on my list. There's a lot of books on my list right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to Amazon.com and look at how much a copy of the Book of Annihilation costs. $10? <laughs> $10? That's an affordable reading decision. Yeah, it is. Um, but there's, there's like, film and literature are two different languages. Um, so I think if, when possible translating the vibe and concept of a book okay cool is... i bought the book <laughs> nice <laughs> um it's, it's always going to be more successful i think than um trying to get all the minutiae into it yeah um it's it's just some things work in in on paper and some things work on film and you know but yeah. uh uh this 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 movie works uh on film uh we've got um our cast is uh, uh, our main characters, uh, Natalie Portman, as a biologist named Lena, um, who used to work for the Marines, some sort of military operation. I think um, she. I think it was just that she was. Was it not that she was just a Marine? Yeah, I guess that's what I mean when I say worked. For. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I worked for Army. <laughs> I was Army. Um, who is married to Oscar Isaac, who is um, another army man who's away. Yeah, on... well, he he's missing presumed dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so it's it's a lot of... A lot of... A sort of, like, a sense of mourning, you know? But she doesn't... She doesn't... I don't think she believes fully that her husband is dead. Yeah, she's very much clinging on to the the missing the missing part of missing presumed dead. Yes, um, and lo and behold, when she comes home one day, uh, her her husband is just there looking like dog shit, but just standing in the li- in the bedroom. Um, yeah. Well, no, she, he comes home to her, right? Oh yeah, that's right. She's standing in the bedroom and he comes up the yeah, stairs. Yeah, she's painting and he comes up the stairs and he's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, oh my god, you're alive. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I know. I'm yeah. also very fucked. I'm also very fucked up. I'm going to drink some water. There's going to be some very, there's going to be some uh, foreshadowing and some cinematography and then I'm going to spit up blood. Yeah. I actually never didn't notice that until you pointed it out to me. There's a shot where there's a glass of water on the table and uh-huh. um, Lena and um, uh, Oscar Isaac. 
Oscar Isaac Kane. I was trying to remember the character's name. Kane, very right. Kane um, are like intertwining their fingers, but the way that water through glass distorts things and makes it look like, like just like tubes wiggling. Yeah, um, like the like the tummy worms that later show up when uh, Oscar, when Kane cuts that dude's stomach open on the videotape. Yeah. Um, so, which is, I think, my favorite part. It's the hardest part to watch, but it's also my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what's um, weird about that part is that the hardest part of it to watch is just, like, Oscar Isaac cutting that man open the skin flap and not, like, the actual thing going on inside of him. Oh, for sure. Because it's, like, uh, sometimes, like, some, you know, you get, like, a hangnail and the skin peels off and that hurts so oh, much. You were very into that, made it worse. <laughs> You made it so much worse by comparing it to that. <laughs> I mean, that's like my, that's like, because that recently happened to me at work. So that's my current point of reference. Uh, and you were like, oh, this is just like Annihilation. Yeah, this is just like movie Annihilation, but like. Um, Smaller and not tummy worms. And not tummy worms. Um, it's cool, though. The body horror in this movie is so particular. It's very, very dope. Um, yeah. So. Uh, she rushes because there's blood in the water and yeah. glass of water. Yeah, and she's like, okay, hospital time. And then yeah. they go to the hospital and the EMT is like holding it together despite everything. And then and like, they get a bunch into a of... fucking car chase. These like black cars try to run them off the road. Yeah. And it's like, ru- ru- this is like the worst day to be an EMT. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my, did I tell you, I, I told you about the when I broke my leg, the horrible shit that the EMTs had to do. You did not. Maybe you okay. did. So when I broke my foot, I um I was in a skate park, and there is no means of egress from that skate park except for to except from the corner of the skate park that I was in, except to walk through the skate park, and the only way out was like a wide-ish aperture on the backside of a uh, of a ramp. Uh huh. But it was also like part way up another ramp, so like you kind of had to walk up a ramp a little bit to get out. So the EMTs had the unenviable task of, like, not being able to roll me out. They had to carry me out. And also they had to carry me up a slope a little bit before stepping onto a flat surface. So if they... I am already in indescribable pain, but they just, like, have to walk up the... Like, navigate the fucking skate park on foot and then just, like, help help me out the door. Horrible. Yeah, it took took me an hour and a half to get to the actual hospital. Woof. And it was like a five ten minute drive. Woof. Um. Yeah. Is this situation better or worse? Who could possibly know? <laughs> um. It seems probably just as bad. Um. Who can say? Who can say? Um. Have not been in uh, Kane's position. I do not have a good metric for that. Um. But he's he's like. I feel like you also blood. haven't been in my position there either. No, I haven't. Um. So I'm gonna say they rank about the same. For yeah. me, because I've there's no, no difference between good. They're, they're, they're all things are equal. All things are yeah. All things are literally equal because centrism txt. <laughs> this is the only position I'm centrist on. Uh, is pain's probably the same. Um, bad time. Uh, hemorrhaging blood uh, is what Kane is doing. They take him to the hospital and then, um, Lena is and this is all with time is weird in this movie. We have. We have a uh, flash. We have like it starts with Lena being interviewed after all the events in the movie happen, and she's like being held because they're like, "What ha- happened?" 
Um, and she's like, people died. I don't know where they are. Um, I don't remember most of what happened because she was gone for like, what, four months or something like something crazy like that. Um, and so and then there's flashback to before she left and then flashback further to before her husband left. Um, and time is weird. We're trying, we'll try as hard as we can to say chronological question mark. Um, so she ends up in a similar holding cell that she's at at the beginning of the movie, um, which is in the flash forward, um, where, uh, she's being interviewed by Ventress, who's going to be a character pretty major character later yeah um, yeah life. so our, our, our five players are uh uh shepherd ventress lena uh radic josie radic and uh what's the emt's name oh um you said ventress anya did you say anya anya, anya yes. that's her name mm-hmm. um so they're they're all together um ventress is like we recruit you (laughs) i have cancer Um, i diagnose you with recruit yes (laughs) we're gonna go into the thing that's called the shimmer um which is where uh uh i don't know i don't think lena knows this at this time but that's what no she i think she does actually that's where her husband was sent um before and they're like we need more people to investigate you do you do it I also do it, but you do it. Um, yeah. Uh, so. And then they go into the shimmer, and then the the, the this movie is it, it's. I don't know. It feels a little bit like talking about movies a little bit, because like it, it kind of seems mean? like I, I don't know. Like I feel like we wouldn't like if this was like a normal if like this is just like a normal movie about like a camping trip or something unless there was a reason to show us that to show them setting up camp we wouldn't see it right so like cinematograph cinematog cinematographically yes the skipping of this camp the camp setup scene makes sense but the fact that this they like the, diegetically the camp setup scene does not exist is really cool to me totally like, totally al- also same th- also same thing for like the first thing that lena mentions in the movie that like she doesn't remember eating at all like you never you almost i feel like you almost never see characters eat in movies unless there's like something important happening at the dinner table like you you know what i mean like i feel like that i i, I feel like that's just like a scene that's left out of movies because it's assumed but, right but also then diegetically it was left out of it there was no recollection of that it's I never actually thought about it that way before. That is super interesting and very cool. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think what we're shown is what we're supposed to be seeing because it's what happened, which seems obvious, but we we understand the amount of time. So she feels like she was in there for a couple days, maybe a week. Um, but they were which, in there for like uh, four months? Four months. Um, and, and the amount of time she says makes sense because that's about as long as it feels like the events that happen in there. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, but it's it's just a weird sort of time dilation thing um, where we fill in the gaps because that's what we're trained to do as audience members. Right, um, but like when they... the gaps are just like, like there's, there, but like that's, something you, that's not something you do in like your day-to-day life. Right, 
and it's it but it's something that the the literal characters are kind of quote unquote trained to do because they just assume these things happen even if they have no memory of them right uh until until they're actually interrogated about it afterwards you know yeah because she seems a little surprised when she says i don't remember eating you know yeah. um very cool very cool uh -huh. high five sarah very cool observation <laughs> thank you <laughs> um <laughs> i i also i also like the optimism that lena shows in that like because she cannot explicitly confirm the death of of uh josie or ventress because i mean it's just kind of implied that like we never see josie fully turn into a plant person and like ventress just kind of like does a thing yeah <laughs> like it's just like a weird optimism that like that like she's just like i don't I, I i don't know what happened to them but like you look at them and you like the way that they're presented it's pretty much just like they're probably just gone forever dead is the best word that we have for it right uh, but the, but she has, like, an optimistic... Like, she only confirms Anya and Shepard as dead because she's the only one that she saw die with her own two eyes. Yeah. Like, she saw she saw Ventress turn into, like, a cosmic olive. Yeah. And then um and then Anya or Josie. No, on Aunt... Josie, Josie. Josie. Tessa uh, Thompson. Josie Thompson turns into flowers. Uh, well, Tessa yeah, Thompson, has... Josie Raddick. Yeah. <laughs> But she doesn't, like, she, we don't see her turn into flowers. It's just, like, she just, almost, she walks she just, around the corner while she is currently turning into flowers. And then when she, round, then when Lena rounds the corner, there is nothing but flowers. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's strange because I think it would be difficult to say that they are dead. They've just turned into different living things. Yeah. You know? Um, which because, is. Because Shepard, uh, definitely, like, Shepard became sort of absorbed by the bear. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's the thing about this movie is that everything is kind of congealing into one thing. Um, yeah. Things that are combining are being DNA spliced, but without sort of any sort of, like, hesitation. Any markings of DNA splicing. It just looks like natural, like, like things just, like, kind of mutated into that. Yeah, it's mutation, but in a, yeah, definitely mutation like, like, is the right like, word. Like the uh, plant, like the plant life, really the, with the human, uh, was it the hox gene? Yeah. Where like it, it's explicitly confirmed that like those are not plants; those are not like topiary bushes shaped to look like humans. They are just like plants that actually grew into the shape of bushes. Which is so cool. It is so cool. It's incredible. Um, and then the fact that, and then the fact that um, Josie just turns into one of them yeah. makes you really question if it's just like. Maybe that's just what happened to a lot of the other soldiers. Yeah. Um, or if it's it, if these people haven't actually turned into these plants, it's just the fact that, that humans have been in this area, that it's taking human DNA and translating it onto other things that don't typically have human DNA. Yeah. Um, God! Very cool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, very, very cool. Um, so... So they, they traverse into the shimmer. Um, yeah. Every, we, we learn everyone's tragic backstories. And it's it's basically like the only reason why people would go into the situation is if they're like damaged goods, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, like, like uh, what is it? Uh, Shepard had, uh, was it a stillborn miscarriage? I think so. Um, I, Ventures like, has cancer. 
Ventress has cancer. Yep. Uh, Josie is self harms. Yeah. Um, which like I don't want to downplay the significance of depression or self harm whatsoever. Speaking as someone who is significantly depressed constantly and did engage in various methods of self-harm many years ago. Sure. But also that just seems on a, maybe, maybe she's just got it really bad, but like terminally ill with a few months to live and like had the whole experience, the horrible trauma of like the, of miscarriage and then like self-harm. I don't know. Maybe I'm downplaying it too much. I think, I think it's, were were these people not here of their own volition? It would be weird. Like, say, say some outside forces selected them. Yeah, if they were like, okay, you've got no reason to continue living. Right. I think. I think the fact that the fact that she, their... the fact that she offered herself up for it is yeah uh, indicative of that they're at, all at similar places in their life. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, what was Anya's thing? Was Anya an addict? Anya was a former addict. Yeah, former addict. And I think there's hints of that because of the scene when... I, I only noticed this this time, but the scene where they uh, where they all meet each other, I'm pretty sure uh, everyone's drinking beer and Anya is drinking, like, some canned, like, pop. Sure. Some soda. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then uh, uh, Lena makes up a story about how her husband was KIA. Yeah. Which he was until recently. Yes. <laughs> it's a half-truth. He died, but he got better. Yeah. <laughs> he's okay, but he's dead. Um, yeah. Uh, and, but this is also in the aftermath of them encountering a really fucked up alligator. Yes. Which seems to have been hybridized with a shark. Yeah. Because it's got several rows of teeth. Um, and that, that fucking dies. And they're like, well, bye. They go to a nearby military base. And this is where we see the scene um, of some... Uh, of a soldier being cut open they find a video card yeah they find a, a memory card of a, a soldier being cut open and uh uh, uh just like flopping open his tummy uh kane cuts his tummy open and flops it open and there's just like a bunch of worms in there yeah it's the intestines are just like moving around yeah um, it's i mean crazy those just seemed like really big to call them intestines to me you've never seen intestines before you know what? You're right, and I I haven't, but like, I, I don't know. Those seemed like fleshy and exterior. Those did not seem like internal things. Those seemed like an infestation more than well, anything. Well, it was a movie, Sarah. I know, I know. I'm just saying. What your intestines what I, like, don't move like that, IRL. No, I listen. Blair, what I'm saying is that I clocked it as like something had infested him or infected him, but like I just did not read those as intestines getting up to some weird tricks. I I interpreted it as like. He, his entire insides have been replaced by something else. Oh, interesting. No, I think they're supposed to be intestines. Yeah, I think that is what is intended. I think that's what's intended. I just, I missed that, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I think you're um, right about that, though. Yeah. You complimented me earlier and said I said a smart thing, so. <laughs> I gotta take you down and not your ego got too big. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh. You're, you came into this world a dipshit and you'll die a dipshit. <laughs> Um, they, and then, so that's my, like, I think my favorite scene in the movie, because it's just so horrifying. And I'm then trying have... to think of, I think this, I think that scene takes a second place to the scene where Ventress fucking explodes. That scene is also very cool. Yeah. Um, and, or potentially the scene where the lighthouse and all the trees burn down. There's so much dope shit in this movie. Yeah. 
This movie didn't get nominated for shit, and I'm so mad about it. It's a crime against God and me, who is God. (laughs) That's why I have to leave this podcast, is because I'm God now. Um, Oh, you've ascended, finally. (laughs) Finally, I'm working hard. Yep. Um, Been putting in overtime at the old at the old uh, deity factory. <laughs> Cranking nonstop at the deity factory. Is that how you become God? I, I was quoting an Elon Musk tweet where he said that he's cranking nonstop at the factory. Ah, <laughs> but I also think that's how you become God. Yeah. And I think I mean no because I'm God now. Um, yeah. Uh, we we stand blasphemy on this podcast. Uh, so, and then they find one of my favorite, I guess, set pieces where it's, I think it's the dude who got his gut cut open is up on the wall. Um, and he's just, he's kind of turned into like fungus. Yeah, it's horrifying. It's horrifying, but also really very cool. Um, yeah. It, yeah, because it, it, it's such a beautiful, like, um, uh, example of the, the, reconstruction of a human person into something that's not human anymore yeah um it's like it's like if you kind of like took a human and like decomposed them and like put them into like cookie dough and just like made something else out of it yeah (laughs) like that's a really weird analogy that's a really weird way of saying it but like yeah yeah um so then bear stuff happens a bear Ooh. takes Cassie away yep. in the middle of the a night. A bear kills Cass. Um, and then uh, Anya's like, hey, fuck you guys. It ties uh, Ventress, Lena, and Josie, uh, Josie up. Yeah, because she found uh, she found Lena's locket, which had Kane's face in it, whose face they'd seen in the video of the man's tummy worms. Right. Sorry, um, his tummy intestines. <laughs> are just tummy worms damn so true right we're, we're all just worms if you we're really all just worms it. we 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 diagnose a tapeworm but we live with two real worms they're the large and small intestine ah yes <laughs> thank you when you think when you think about it your veins are really just a lot of tiny worms oh i don't think about it <laughs> I try don't. not to i try not to um, we're all just full of worms. Um, Toe to tip, these are worms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this is our new philosophy. Yeah. I don't know what it means yet, but this is this is <laughs> under me as God. This is the new religion. We're just worms. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Anya is like, when I look at my hands, my fingerprints move. If you cut me open, would my insides move too? I think that's one of the most emotionally impactful lines in this movie, and I don't even know why. It's just, like, the performance behind them is, like, so powerful. Yeah, Gina, like, all of the women in this movie are phenomenal. Like, I... Yeah. But, um, so then the fucked up bear shows up. This is the iconic fucked up bear. Uh, if you know one thing about Annihilation, you probably know about this bear. Um, because it is, it is, seems to have mutated with, uh, Cassie's skull. Shepard's skull. Yeah. Um... And, and now when it roars, it sounds like Cass saying, help me. Yeah. Ooh, it is really eerie. It's um, haunting. Uh-huh. And bears are scary to begin with. Um, yeah, yeah. Normal bear is scary. But Fucked the, up um, bear the, is horrifying. 
the the help me cries from the bear fool Anya and it gets her fucking murked. Yeah. So yeah, cause us uh, uh, everyone's still tied up. Uh, she gets fucked up and she comes back with a gun and just like unloads like an assault rifle into this like bear and then gets eaten basically. So yeah, rip. Uh, oh yeah, and then uh, Ve- so Ventress leaves then. Yeah, Ventress just fucking pe- deuces. No, no, no. Josie, Josie walks out. They both do, basically. Yeah, and leaves Lena alone to walk to the lighthouse because Josie's like, "Fuck this! I'm becoming a flower people." And then she turns into a flower people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, Ventress just leaves, and you know nobody knows exactly what happens to her. And so she, Lena, goes to the lighthouse and finds a burned up body. Uh, a video camera, and then this huge hole in the floor. Yep, um, the lighthouse butthole. Yes. Uh, so she she looks at the video camera and sees Kane talking to his doppelganger. Yeah, talking to the cameraman. The cameraman walks into view, and it's, oh no, it's double Kane. Yes, um, and then uh, Kane gives a white phosphorus grenade to his doppelganger, um, and then, like, explodes basically or no 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 he he explodes himself and then he's like to his doppelganger you find lena yeah um and lena's like okay (laughs) basically she goes down to the the she descends into the hole um and she finds ventress there who uh begins to mutate and like like light comes out from inside of her uh, and devours her whole, and like you said, turns into a cosmic olive, uh, out of which <laughs> a doppelganger of Lena comes out. Um, that's And this actually might be my... I, I retract what I said earlier. This might be my favorite scene, where there's a lot of mirroring of movements that seem to be antagonist, antagonistic only because um, Lena is being antagonistic towards this doppelganger, which seems to be learning from her actions. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and eventually, uh, Lena does the same thing she did with uh, uh, that Kane did with Stoppelgang, or things get a little murky. Um, and like, basically, phosphorus tricks grenades. Tricks into holding the phosphorus grenade, and it fucking explodes. Yeah, phosphorus grenades the entire shimmer, basically, yep. because it she all gets burns out of- down. It's fucking gorgeous. And then uh, back home, Kane is like, "Oh, I'm awake now." Yeah. Um, and yeah, they have like this brief conversation where Lena's like, you're not Kane. And he says, I don't think so. And then he asks, and they hog and then their irises change color. And then the movie ends. Yes. Wow. That's the longest we've ever spent talking about this, about a movie. I think on this podcast. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot to talk about. There's there's a lot we missed. We also spent 20 minutes on in the lead up. That's true. I like to talk. It's because I'm a Gemini. (laughs) <laughs> I, I when I was on City Girls Make Do, um, we were making fun of a character uh, on uh, on an episode of Sex in the City who was just like completely unlovable. And I asked Alex, uh, one of the hosts, um, who what uh, I I was like, uh, get, we were just being like, eh, I have bad hair and I don't know what a sense of fashion. And I was like, uh, I only wear earth tones. And then I was like, hey Alex, what's an unlovable st- what's an unlovable star sign? And she was like, uh, Gemini. Fuck that! <laughs> you know, okay, I'm gonna be some. I'm gonna be star sign phobic here, 
uh, cancers can get fucked, and um, uh, Sagittariuses can get fucked. No, that's I think I think I think I think she mentioned Gemini. Yeah, she she trashes Gemini's. (laughs) She says, I, she says, I do point out that a close friend of mine is a Gemini, so I feel bad trashing that. But my dad is a Gemini, so I don't. <laughs> she also That's says, how I feel I will, about Capricorns. <laughs> she also says, I will stop trashing Gemini's when you guys learn consistency. Um, no. <laughs> What's we need to have sign? Alex What's back Alex's on the sign? We, I don't know, actually, off the dome, but um, we need to have Alex back on so that you two can just, like, fucking duke it out. I'm going to fight her uh, in the woods. That's going to be a Schlocktober episode this year. <laughs> yeah, we're going to crowdfund me going to the woods and fighting Alex Leaf Crunch. Um, God, anyway, let's get into some ratings. Yeah, on a scale of zero to five fucked up bears, I think we're both going to get this one a fiver. Solid five. Really good movie. There's a reason I've seen this several times. Yeah, um, I, it's, I, it's it good was the, every time. <laughs> it, it was the first. It was the first movie that I watched in 2019, which is a really good energy to start this year off with. Um, oh, also. Sure. What's that? Oh, I said for sure, but yeah. really intensely. Um, also, uh, uh, a uh, uh, someone that I follow on Twitter who just, like, posts nudes all the time. Sure. Uh, she did just post, uh, Ted Bundy wasn't even vaguely hot 2K19. He wasn't! I have been saying he's not sexy. Um, I hate, I hate serial killer fuckers. Um... They're, like, the worst kind of people. I mean, they happen... Someone, someone replied and said people deserve their rights taken away for talking about crazy white men in the light of positivity because this looks like dog shit. And then a picture of Ted Bundy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's... He does look like evil Jim Carrey. Yeah, he does. It's insane. But it it's also been... It's been happening. It's not, like, a recent phenomenon. Every time someone, like, a serial killer goes away, there's always, like, a phenomenon of them getting love letters from women. Um, it happened with Richard uh, Ramirez. It happened with uh, John Wayne Gacy. Um, it probably would have happened with Dahmer, but he died really soon in prison. Um, so, yeah. So obviously, it happened. It happened with Manson. It happened with uh, Manson. Such a fucking pussy. Um, <laughs> he. Everyone's like, "Oh, Manson's so scary." He's not. He just managed to get a bunch of like people really fucked up on drugs and then they were like murder and he was like murder um and so then murder uh <laughs> uh the the only thing i know about Char- literally the only thing i know about Char- about charles manson is is uh the the fact that um when i was in college i listened to a lot of death grips and uh specifically their song beware and i memorized the monologue at the start of that and i was like fuck yeah i know the monologue to the start of beware and then i would just like kind of quote it sometimes and i was like did you and someone was like did you just quote charles fucking manson at me and i was like did i (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that oh no that's so funny no i'm obsessed Um... I, i i don't have that entire quote committed to memory but like I'm the king, dog. I run the underworld. I make the money. I roll the nickels. The game's mine. I deal the cards. Yeah. Oh, he's such a crazy idiot. Yeah. Fuck Charles Manson. We, we can't keep talking about this. We've lost all of our listeners. Oh, I know. Okay. We have questions, though. Let's get into some questions. Yeah. Um. So, first question from at uh, uh, Crunchleaf on Twitter, Alex Leaf Crunch, friend of the podcast. How fucked up is the bear? Uh, pretty fucked up. Um formally discussed bears fucked up on their own you make a bear extra fucked up it's gonna be super fucked up yeah Uh, 
I think I think bears are the land mammal I'm most afraid of. Like everyone talks a big game about oh horses, they're the spawn they are God's worst creation. They are a mistake of God. They are but they're fucking, not fucking predators. Bears are like, predators, they horses will kill you. Are, I'll concede horses are kind of bad to look at, but like they're not like gonna attempt to murder you. They probably they might they might on accident, but like they're not setting out to do it. Right. They don't need your meat to survive. Yeah. They got oats. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this question from at Love Small Song. Have you read the books? Talk about how the books are better. Uh, I haven't yet, but I can tell you that I will as soon as I read them myself. Like I said, I literally did order the um, the book on Amazon uh, half an hour ago, so that'll be coming on Monday. Yeah. I Actually, the books are better is not a take I've seen a lot. I would say the books are wildly different is the yeah. take I've mostly seen. Um, but I think Annihilation is a really good movie on its own. So I yeah. think it's just different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this question from uh, at C Savage. I love Annihilation 2018 for its optimistic version of a lush biodiverse apocalypse. What would be the most ideal DNA combo if, by the grace of God, the Annihilation actually descended on present day Washington, D.C.? Um... Um... All the... Pr- all the... What, what if... What if... What if... What if uh, Dangerous Donald Trump uh, merged with, like, a squirrel? Because they have tiny hands. Oh. Okay. I was going to say, what if all the politicians just t- turned into one mega politician? <laughs> have you, do you listen to Punch Up the Jam? I do not. Okay. The um the, the latest episode is uh, about the Rusted Root song, Send Me On My Way. Uh-huh. Um, and they made a parody of it, which was um, about the two hosts of the podcast pitching inventions. And the inventions that they pitched were, and I'm going to send this to the tune of Send Me On My Way, were pockets for your dog and a single giant bee. <laughs> <laughs> which is just basically the thing I said about politicians. Yeah, a single giant politician. Yes. Um, but maybe like the entire lands- landscape. Flash, yeah. flash landscape, flash landscape. Um, flash, flash, car- a fucking carnal disaster zone. Mm. Carnal's not the right word, and I regret no. using that one right then. You're really horny about this flash landscape. I did not mean to use carnal. <laughs> Carnal's a good word, but just not for this circumstance. Yeah. Oh. Um. If you jerked, if, hey, question. If you, jer- if you jerked off in the shimmer, would your nut run away like the blood from that one scene of the thing? Yes. <laughs> I think the answer to that question is yes. Uh, this question from at Habdabs. Uh, I think it's at Habdabs. Uh, at those underscore Habdabs, sorry. Uh, if you were assimilated into a fucked up animal, what fucked up animal would you be? I mean, Tygy. Yeah. Um... Kind of obvious. Yeah. But, like, I mean, unless we're talking about, like, proximity, in which case, like, I would merge with a very small bearded dragon. This is a hard question. You would merge with Mildred. I would merge with Mildred. We would make the worst thing ever. (laughs) A cat. A cat with the capability to make the own egg that goes on their head. Yes. Oh, my God. Baby girl. We're gonna put we I we need to uh post a picture of we need to post a picture of Mildred in the show notes. Yes. Baby girl. Baby girl. Um more question? Last question from at Matt GCN. What would the fucked up bear use to lure you both out of hiding? What would its siren song be? And um 
So there are two answers to this question, and one of them is a bummer answer because it's like a serious answer, and I'm not going to answer it that question. So what would be like the jokey joke answer you got here, Blair? Um, like if I if I heard like, you know what would really get me from the bear? Hmm. Like if it started just like singing like a baths song. Oh sure. Like if it just like opened its mouth and like the opening tones of like uh uh fucking. Oh my! Yo, if like the opening tones of Yeoman came out of its mouth, sure, like it just like sure. opens its mouth and like. Honestly, if I heard, I think it'd be really easy to get me anywhere. Um, if something sounded vaguely human and outside, you know. <laughs> yeah. In a circumstance where I'm not expecting something vaguely human, um, actually maybe not. I'm scaredy. I don't like to leave my house. <laughs> I think I'd be okay uh, because I just wouldn't leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, uh, secondary answer to that question would be uh, Mouth Sounds by Neil C. C. Rega. <laughs> uh, that's it for questions. Thank you for the questions. Yes. Uh, recommendations? Recommendations. Um, shit. Have I recommended Silver Spoon yet? I don't think so. Okay, it's an anime that I've been watching with Sophie. Uh, it's by it, it's based off a manga written by Hiromu Arakawa, which is a name that might ring a bell if you ever watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Sure. Uh, same woman. Um, the the pitch is some like well like some like kid from like decent money and like really smart like but like just kind of unilaterally across the board with no ambitions. Um, instead of, like, trying to go to, like, a, a prestigious high school or something, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I need a complete change of pace. I'm going to this fucking farm school to learn how to do agriculture shit. And that's it. And it's just been, like, an in-depth dive into, like, how farms work. And it's so fucking cool. <laughs> that's very interesting. Like, there was a four-minute scene of the character, like, g- getting the guts to and then, like, gutting and skinning a dead deer. Oh, Okay. And, like, def- definitely not for everyone, but right. also, like, immensely fascinating. And Very it's, like, cool. yeah. it's such a feel-good show, too. Like, it's just so good. Cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, I have a hard time because what I've been consuming recently, I don't actually know if I like it or not. Well, um, what? You're not a huge fan of Mob Psycho 100? No, no, no. Um, I've been listening to this podcast called uh, Small Town Dicks. Which um, is uh, a true crime podcast. It's uh, these like, it's like smallish town cops talking about cases they've investigated, and it's interesting because um, I like hearing about the legal system that involves crime. I think it's one of the more interesting parts of true crime. I'm like, yeah, but how did the investigation and trial go? Is basically like people are like murder, and I'm like, yeah, 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 murder is great, but how? But, like, what was the t- testimony like? Like, what kind of evidence did they find? Um, I like legal stuff. And it's a lot of that. On the other hand, it's a lot of tweaker crimes, uh, which are basically the same. Uh, <laughs> you've, you've heard one tre- tweaker crime. You've heard them all. Um, and it is also, like, a lot of it is narrated by cops, which is sometimes okay. I mean, obviously, all cops are bastards. Um, right. But uh, sometimes it's like the bastardy stuff doesn't really show through. There's a lot of like really skilled investigation. Um, and like when murder happens, someone has to like do something about it. So, you know, 
um, that's good. Uh, but uh, I would say be very picky about the episodes you're going to listen to. Uh, if you're interested in, in like small town legal systems and the process involved with like catching people who do actual crimes, um, yes. Um, but also, uh, if you don't want to listen to fucking cops, I totally get it because listening to them sometimes is really infuriating. But um, I, Blair, did you did you listen to the latest series season of Serial by any chance? I did not. I've actually never listened to Serial. Um, the, Which is I mean, shocking, the first, I know. <laughs> the first season's the first season's great. Second season can take your leave, but the third season I think you would actually like a lot. The most recent one was an in depth, like a weekly dive into like a bunch of different cases in a uh, a single court in Atlanta, Georgia. Interesting. Yeah, it's like just a bunch of like a bunch of different cases, and just like it's 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 absolutely fascinating. And also, um, Sarah Koenig is I'm pretty sure also on the All Cops Are Bastards train. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like they're still they're still being interviewed on the podcast, but like, all but like one or two of them are just like absolute inhuman bastards. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess second to that isn't one that I've been listening to less of, but still enjoy. Um, it's called Crime Town. It's technically true crime. It's about um, uh, uh, it's about um like mob, like organized crime stuff um it, on on in new england sort of area um and that's interesting that's really interesting so if you like legality stuff but can't stomach murder um there's some murder but it's mostly like money laundering yeah <laughs> um uh crime town is really good um, yeah so yeah those are my two half recommendations <laughs> make uh, one recommendation uh, uh, together um, um also uh probably also cut this but um you you mentioned crime town which made me remember the second season of limetown which i would love to do a bonus episode on with you at some point in the future if you'd be up for that yeah i just need to listen to it yeah um for sure for sure for sure hell yeah um cool so um, that's podcast uh if yeah. you want to find if you want to find us uh uh, we are fear baiting everywhere, but most importantly, we are on fear baiting at Patreon. Yes. Not most importantly, we love you all. Yes. Um. Uh. Fucking right now, we have a poll up on our Patreon to help us pick out next week's movie. Uh, it is between Unsane, The Nun, A Quiet Place, and Hellfest. We are capping off Blair's uh, tenure on this podcast with uh his choice of um. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. You can say it now if you want, Blair, but also we might just keep it under our hat. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> it's not that cool, but... <laughs> it's not, but, like, I don't think it's going to be what you'll ex- what people will expect. Yeah, I think that's fair. A, I think that's really it's still, fair. It's still going to be a flick from last year. Um, but we have a poll up. So, Unsane, The Nun, A Quiet Place, and Hellfest are four movies that we were all that we were kind of like considering, but didn't. None, neither of us had like really heard too much. Of, I mean, we've all heard about a decent amount about The Quiet Place, but like, you know, we wanted to give the audience some choice here. Uh, if you're a patron of one dollar or more, you can vote on that. Uh, we'll be closing that poll like next Saturday or Sunday when we actually sit down to record the damn thing. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Five dollars a month uh, gets you access to fucking. Uh, well, one dollar a month gets you access to everything, but five dollars a month gets your name right on the show, and you get to have us read a message. Ten bucks a month gets you to make us watch a horror movie of your choosing, and it has to be scarier than Donnie Darko. Uh, so yes. thank you to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, Ducky Aisha, and Sophie. We love you very much. Thank you. 
Um, if you want to find me specifically, you can do so at Blair Kitch on Twitter or BlairKitch.tumblr.corn. I am uh, at SunHatGenia on Twitter and also Mastodon at SnowStotOnline. Uh, and yeah, that's where I can be found. Oh yeah, also uh, the Wonder Yorks, our sister podcast, and also uh, my leftism podcast, and I could just book my going to die. And also, I know I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it last week at least. Yes. Uh, my episode of on City Girls Make Do that I referenced earlier uh, is was posted last Sunday, and it was a really good one. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, that's that's all of it. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, uh, we will catch y'all again next week with our poll. Um, our poll uh, pick. Don't forget yep. to vote. Yep. Um, your vote counts. <laughs> yep, your vote matters. Pokemon Go to our Patreon poll. Yep. Um, uh, but until then, I have been Blair. I am Sarah. Uh, and remember. You can put a fucked up bear anywhere. Ooh, I like that. Had to. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye.